Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast series Between the Covers, an inspiring series where I'm going to take you right inside the minds of our brand new Aussie authors. I'm Kelly Wilson, and today I've got the great pleasure and privilege of chatting with brand new Aussie author, Rachel O'Rourke. Today we're going to be chatting about her uh, debut novel, Be My Saving Grace. It's a story that tells of two strangers in their darkest times helping one another overcome past traumas and find the realisation that when trust has been broken, new trust may again be gained. Rachel, I'm bursting. You need to tell us, how are you today? <laughs> I'm going well. I'm going well. I'm uh, I'm living off minimal sleep right now, but <laughs> I'm happy. I'm excited. I, um, I'm all ready for people to get a hold of this book and finally go on this journey with me. Well, thank you for giving us your time. I, like many of us, Rach, you are uh, a busy, busy mum and is juggling her writing career her everything else and her babies, and they're not well today, are they? <laughs> no, no, they're not. Chicken pox is going around. Oh, good, great. <laughs> uh, well, here's your little uh, few moments of escape, Rach, and you can you can put your author hat back on. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Got it on. Got it on. Just look gorgeous. Can you tell us, um, unpack a little bit the story of Be My Saving Grace? <sighs> It's it's one of those things where I just never know what to say without giving too much away. I know it's hard. Let, let's see what I can do because I okay. do I do try to hint at things from yeah. chapter one that don't even come to light until at least like chapter ten. Um, <laughs> like. But I guess it, it's, yeah, it's it's a journey of um, someone that has gone through trauma. Yeah. From a very young age, growing up in um, the south side of Chicago, where they deal with poverty, they deal with um, parents that are not around, that uh, you know, abusive, that kind of thing, yeah. and finding his own way of um, being better than what his family wanted for him, or we're going to give him pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then we introduce a second character who is Finn. Um, and he is a patient at the psychiatric ward where Nicholas works. And he is an 18-year-old dealing with bipolar. Wow. I, so, I love I love how broad this is. This is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so then you've got that, that issue of um, the mental illness and what someone with bipolar goes through. I dive into the world of the medications, the the side effects, the what someone would be thinking at that age when they've been told, hey, you've got this mental illness that you're now going to have for the rest of your life. And it's a way for then Nicholas and Finn to go, let's help each other. You need help. I need help. And there's just these similarities in their lives that help them form this this bond and um and then it just goes on from there 
Oh, wow, that's, that's magic. Um, <laughs> now, tell me, Rach, though, I'm, I'd read that it was in the genre of romance, but to me it seems a lot more multi-layered than that. It is very multi-layered. So the the romance element is obviously that there there is going to be a love connection that forms, and it is Beautiful. that whole, you know, we shouldn't. You're a patient. I'm an orderly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. that doctor patient type of storyline, yeah. yeah. but it's still that struggle of I am here to help you. I don't want to go um, and do something that I'm not allowed to do, even though I really want to be with you. Um, and and they and they both they discuss that through the story, but yes, it's probably more so a a drama. Yeah. It's more so um, elements of dealing with just so much um, hatred that the world can put on someone, and just yeah, oh, God, there's so many. It's amazing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to to do it justice, isn't it? In a, in a short it is, chat, it is. Like and this. there were so many categories where I'm like. Yeah, oh, it doesn't yeah. fit, but it's got a little bit of that, and I yes. want a category that kind of labels it like this. So yeah, no, I I love that, but I think it's good that we've chatted about that so that listeners can go, hang on, yeah, romance yeah. is not doing it justice. There's a lot more but to this. It, it is actually very dark, in my opinion. I've okay. I've had yeah, I've had people ask, oh, can can my daughter read it? Can this? And I was like, maybe not yet. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. wait till they're you know. Um, I'd say at least you know, fifteen, sixteen, even even and then, you're ready emotionally. Yeah, exactly. There is yeah. there is a lot of dark elements because of one Nicholas's upbringing and yeah. two what Finn goes through with his mental illness. It it sent him down a very dark path where things went wrong and yeah. Uh, and yeah and it it's would. yeah amazing it's, now yeah. obviously um you're a high flyer Rach to super challenge yourself at this level as for a first book um and I'm really interested that you've chosen male characters um mm-hmm. did you have particular inspiration or why did you choose to write um in the voice of male characters Two reasons. One, the first one was being that um, I don't think the, well, actually probably now more so than ever, it's coming more to light. But these days finding LGBT stories and characters, it's not very common. The romance stories are always male, female. Um, I love it. So I wanted to explore that a little bit more. And it also had a lot to do with adding that little bit of, of drama element to mm-hmm. um to Nicholas's past I suppose yeah. and yeah. the the self-hate perhaps that he had for himself because of um of what happened but the second reason was part of the inspiration of that story was from a close dear friend of mine and mm-hmm. um she was female um and so I didn't want to tell it in her voice because it was already a struggle for her to read this story, knowing yes. how close yes. it was. Oh, so I said, beautiful. Let me change it up a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Um, because that way it, d- it didn't hit as hard. So, um, yeah. dear friend, she has bipolar, and at the time of COVID lockdown, she was admitted into a psychiatric ward, mm. and her only. Uh, saving grace at her time was her mobile phone to interact with everyone. It's all they would give her. She couldn't have pen. She couldn't have paper. Obviously, all that stuff. She wasn't allowed visitors because of COVID. So here oh. she was messaging me, 
telling me what she's going through, how she's feeling, how they're changing her meds, um, what got her in there. And I was just trying to keep a smile on her face really and listening to her. And then I said, can, can I use part of your story? Like this, this is really inspiring me right now. And she said, absolutely go for it. I I want people to hear about it, to know about it, to understand it. And so here we are. And you know what? It doesn't get more authentic than that. Um, yeah. You're going to reach a really wide audience through this. Um, and, you know, there's probably a huge amount of people in different categories that are going to feel like their voice has been heard through you, Rach. So, yay you. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, I read um, a really interesting quote about you and it said, you grew up in the world of imagination to help escape the struggles of childhood. So do you think you've been able to draw on some of your own personal trauma to really push through into the characters? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, um, there are there are so many things things a child can go through when growing up whether it yes. is stuff that happens with their parents stuff yeah. that happens during high school stuff yeah. that happens with them just finding themselves and when we're so young we don't know where to go we don't know <laughs> who to entrust our voice with we don't know who we can open up to um and sometimes we also just feel ashamed to do it so i turned to the imagination world of movies and tv and reading and when my life felt like, oh, this is really hard. I don't want to be me right now. Mm-hmm. I went into this world and I was like living in a musical or a teenage yeah. love story where yeah. I felt like that was happening to me. And that really helped me through a lot while I was growing up and, and probably still does. I don't get as much time now. Being a mum, I have to decide, okay, I've got some spare time. Am I going yes. to read? Am I going to write? Am I going to sit and watch this new show on Netflix? <laughs> I know, um, I get it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but I still do it and I still need it. Yeah, yeah. you've always got that skill there. Um, and yeah. I bet you are instilling that in your children. And it concerns me in our busy, um, structured world that we've set up for our children that that, that skill is being forgotten. So another mm. fabulous message from you, Rach. <laughs> you should be a public speaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I think all my wisdom, though, just really comes from Hollywood writers, so who knows? <laughs> no, this wisdom's come from your mind. Actually. No, that is true. That is true. Thank you. now you know I mean we have unpacked it quite a bit but when a reader is going to pick up your book what can they inspect expect when they're embarking on it they're they're really going to go on a journey of um of two people finding themselves really and I think even for themselves while I was writing it I was sitting there feeling inspiration from my own characters going it will get better and and at the time there was nothing wrong in my life but I just some of the words I I was spilling out I was sitting there going when we have these moments of okay things are starting to get really dark and messy um there is always someone we can turn to a moment where we sit there going this isn't the end moment. This isn't where we give up. This is just that hurdle that we have to get over. Yeah. Um, and so I find I hope that reading the story, um, there are moments between Nicholas and Finn and inspiring words that Nicholas shares to Finn that actually really resonate with the readers. They will be, uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I that that's really all I want. I just want someone to pick it up, read it, and go, they're the words I needed to hear. Yeah. yeah. And that's thanks for writing them. That's that's our best dream as an author, isn't it? To have yeah. connection like that. Um all right, you're a beautiful human. <laughs> now, I'm really hoping that this is not your last book. Is there something else? I mean, I know you're limited with time that you're starting to get ready for the world. <laughs> I write a lot of short stories and prompts. I've okay. I've since since I wrote Be My Saving Grace, I've probably written another 20 stories. Okay. None are worth publishing, but they just keep my my now. In- this is just first draft, right? <laughs> no, no, no. They're just too short. Okay. <laughs> they're too short. They're, there's nothing that will come from it. But they they keep keep my my of my course. flow going, my ideas. They improve yeah. my writing. Um, but there has been an idea that has sparked. Oh, and, we heard it first, listeners. <laughs> yeah. And first chapter has been written out. And then I've recently tried to uh, write down a breakdown because that's my process. I want to break down the yeah. main points that ha- happen in each chapter. And then yeah. I just free flow the in-between. Yeah. So as long as I get this out in, say, chapter five, what happens between then? Who knows? You're free to flow. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, but with all the excitement happening for Be My Safe Grace, my brain has not been yeah. able to go back to this story and, just and yet. And that's okay. You've you've done yes. your plan. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> to be continued. Exactly. <laughs> We're only human, Rachel. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's only so much we can do. If <laughs> if anyone wants to babysit the kids full time. <laughs> I could get you the book quicker. <laughs> Again, listeners, contact Rachel for this. <laughs> All right. Now, Rachel, before I let you go, I haven't pre-warned you, but I do have a pretty fabulous segment in my um, podcast series called A Minute Inside Your Mind. Are Ooh. you going to play this game with me? You can say pass. No, no, let's do it. I'm, a mo- I'm an open book. so. And it's yeah. a really good way for listeners and potential readers to get to know you as an author a little bit more. Okay. All right. Here we go. If you could go back and witness an event from the past, what would you like to see? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I know it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Mm. Maybe everything. <laughs> oh, that that's a tough one. Like. Yeah, there's too many cool things, isn't there? <laughs> there is just way too many cool things that have happened. But do you know what? I'm also someone that doesn't like to dwell in the past. Yeah, same. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, well, I know those events have happened. I I don't ne- going back and seeing them though. That's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah. All right, that doesn't matter. I'll think of something. I'll think of something. We'll yeah. think on that. We'll think Tell on me that. three words that describe you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> loyal. Yeah. Kooky. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, probably the I am someone that needs like structured routine. <laughs> but time. you know this about yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit a li- little bit of OCDs. That's coming okay. in there but yeah no, so, okay. so that's me so, yeah what's your favorite room in the house oh that would probably have to be my study 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I've got it really decked out with just like it's ideas, inspiration. Yeah, like love my it. computers have my back that just put me in the zone. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. Are you an ocean person or a bush person? Ocean, though, believe it or not, I am a little bit scared of the ocean. Okay, that's all right. You can still be embraced by it. Yes, I do love it. I love the sound of it. But as soon as my feet can't touch the bottom, I'm done. Yeah, I get you. I get you. If you could be any superhero in the world, who would you be? Felicity Smoke. Nice. Nice. Mm. Lastly, why should everyone listening today in fact, right around the world, by Be My Saving Grace. (laughs) Be My Saving Grace is going to take you on a journey that you're not going to realise that you needed. It's it's got heart, it's got depth, it's got um, self-discovery, And I think it is a great way to open up everyone's mind on the mental illness, um, the the struggles of, um, you know, LGBT people finding love and finding themselves. And I think that's something that can just, if everyone was to embrace, it could be a better world for us all. Oh, yeah. Rachel O'Rourke, you are a sensation. And I applaud you um, on so many levels. Congratulations on the publication of Be My Saving Grace. Listeners, I encourage you to get online, get to a bookstore, get to the library and grab yourself a copy of this incredible book that is going to change your life (laughs) as soon as you can. Um, Get out there and support our our Aussie authors um, and make a difference just like Rachel's doing. Rachel, thanks for your time today and I wish you every success going forward. Thank you so much. It was lovely being here. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.